Now on News Talk, we bring you a brand new radio drama by Shay Linehan. Robbie is an inventive and skilled career criminal, yet despite his best efforts, things don't go according to plan. Life has a strange way of surprising you when you're going straight. The programme contains strong language and listener discretion is advised. I got done for blagging. That's armed robbery in layman's language. Eight years. A bit harsh. I mean, we didn't chop anyone up, like some people have mentioned, and we hardly shot anyone. And it wasn't just a money thing with me. I was hooked on it. Like a lot of things back then. Don't do a job just for the money. And that's what I'd advise any young person coming up to do. Go into something you really enjoy. And I have to say, I really enjoyed the blagging. Myself and Joe Kennedy were like the James boys. A one-horse Midlands town one day, after the western next. Round Ireland Robin. The Round Robin. And my name's Robbie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Post offices were our speciality. More like Butch and Sundance, me and Joe were. Though, with them, it was trains, of course. You go hungry waiting to rob a train in this country, let me tell you. It's a disgrace, so it is. I started off in banks. Work experience, you could call it. A three-man. Me, a mental I called the brain, and a cousin of mine, Christy. I was the main muscle. The brain was the wheels. And Christy was in charge of the hardware. When we come running out of the bank, the brain's being moved on by a traffic warden and there's nowhere to be seen. We spot a bus, pulling in across the street and dash over and get there just before the driver closes the door. Now what's the tell? 130. I'm rooting in every pocket. I have the goods of 12 grand in this black sports bag I'm carrying, but not a sausage to me name. I couldn't very well open the bag on account of the son off sitting up all perky on top of a pile of cash. Hurry up! I'm nearly tempted to go for broke and come the bus. When a hand comes around and Christy puts a fiver into me claw. Hairy times. After we were divvying up the cash and tidying away, the brain holds up one of the guns we used. Christy's personal piece. Are you sure this can't be traced back to your Christy? Course not. And what do you care in anyway? Well, if it can be traced back to your Christy, it can be traced back to me. It was your brain. And he taps his head as he says that, and... The gun goes off and nearly kills him. Most of his ear and a bit of his skull, gone. And that poor paid to our less-than-perfect Enterprise team. Come to think of it, it was only after that we start calling the brain... The brain. I'm out one night a while later, and who should I meet only Joe Kennedy? I knew him from school. We used to go on the mitts together. I met him in a club in town. Banks are all high tech now. The cops will have your name, rank and serial number by the time you get out the front door. What then? Post offices. Rob Pentelis. No, the government. It's a victimless crime. A victimless crime? Butch and bleeding Sundance. Couple of weeks later, after doing our research, we go into this ancient post office near Nice, and there's this fella 
Good in and out as. Hand over the cash, or I'll knock that smirk off your face. He's still grinning and pointing to the glass, even though I can tell he's shitting himself. He speaks through the speaker. The glass is bulletproof. Joe takes a shot into the corner of the glass with a hand grip. But all it does is crack a bit. Me man inside isn't grinning anymore, and there's a bit of a pong, so he may have actually shit himself, but that glass is holding out grand. We're in this pub in Kildare town afterwards, and I'm sounding off to Joe, saying how unfair it all is, how there should be a level playing field, when I come up with me idea. To this day, I don't know where it came from. Did someone say something, or did I just get a brainwave? I go to Woody's and come back to show Joe. He's nearly locked at this stage and willing to give Anton a try. The next day, we go back to the exact same post office. Your man is still behind the counter, looking out through cracked glass, though he looks like he's aged a good bit overnight. I'm standing in front of him with the bally over me head, and he does the grinning thing again, but sort of crying a bit as well and saying about the glass, even though it's not half as impressive looking as it was the day before. When I produce the sledgehammer, he relaxes and gives a little nervous laugh. We take an almighty swing and smack the glass dead centre. It has to be dead centre, like when you hit a tennis ball in the centre of a racket. The whole thing smashes into a thousand pieces. Joe is really impressed. We stand there looking at me handiwork as if we are examining a work of art. The clerk is picking little balls of glass out of his hair, but otherwise none the worse. It's bulletproof, but not shatterproof. Who would have thought it? They've installed that glass in, in every post office in the country. A transparent waste of public money, that is. <laughs> a window of opportunity, though, for some. <laughs> we were nearly forgetting to take the cash until the clerk fella presents it in a white cotton bag. I was going to give him a tip. But you have to be serious when you're at this kind of game. We had the perfect MO. That's modus operandi in layman's language. Post offices are not the sexy end of the business, but dead clean. I made sure of that. No evidence, no prints, no faces, and no splashing the cash. The money was all being stashed for use at a later time. Very disciplined. You wouldn't think to look at me, but when I'm into something, I'm full on. If we ever got lifted, we'd keep stung. And Bob, as they say, would be a close relative. Just me and Joe Kennedy, and that was it. A small crew means fewer mouths to feed. Fewer mouths, period. If you get me. I mean, they knew it was us. Contrary to popular belief, the cops are not complete morons. <laughs>